Sarah Hughes, a writer for The Observer, passed away suddenly at the age of 48. Her husband discusses how he's surviving in the release of the memoir that was so important to her in this conversation. As a result of this year's Mother's Day email blitz, some mothers-to-be are more unhappy than the actual day itself. Christian Glynn, whose wife Sarah Hughes died of cancer in April at the age of 48, is a good example of this. In the year since her death, he says me, those messages are persistent, as he and their two teenage daughters approach the anniversary. When it comes to celebrating Mother's Day, Glynn has no grand plans for this year. In the absence of Hughes, he will instead spend his Sundays with Ruby, 15, and Oisin, 13, in the same way he always had with Hughes. With all the newspapers spread out in front of her, she would sit down for a nice breakfast and a peaceful period before tossing all the finished parts, which was her favorite tradition, he recalls. What's more significant is the happy publication of the book Hughes was working on when she died, which is set to take place at the end of this month. Writings from friends and co-workers who were close to the author have been assembled into a book called Holding Tight, Letting Go, My Life, Death, and Everything in Between. Her own strong writing about illness in lockdown and an earlier work about two stillbirths are also featured, as well as a passionate defense of trashy literature and a celebration of the delights despite her wretched health. Hugh's article on memory contains a section that is strikingly similar to Glynn's emotions on Mother's Day. It is crucial that they do not regard me as Saint Mom, the dead angel in paradise, but rather that they remember me with all my defects, she says in her essay. I was yelling, hurling shoes, and generally losing my cool at the worst possible time. Reading to them and checking their schoolwork, as well as making sure that they feel valued and adored despite all that life throws at them. Later on, she describes how difficult it was to find solace in some of the most well-known and revered works of literature about dying. Hughes admits that a book like Joan Didion's The Year of Magical Thinking didn't resonate with her. A major issue was that she was going to be the one to go. As an interesting aside, she recalls thinking out loud about which of her acquaintances might not live to old age in the years past. As soon as I realized what had happened, the solution seemed clear. Read more. Sean Penn vows to smelt Oscars if Zelensky isn't invited on awards show. Ukraine war. Sanctions on Russia should stop only after withdrawal, says Liz Truss. Canada has pledged to help countries lessen their dependency on Russian oil. It was her immense empathy that made her the writer she was, Glynn writes in the last chapter of the book. It's clear from the chapters written by her friends and co-workers how important she was to their happiness. Another of Hugh's most recognizable traits, her voracious hunger for knowledge, shines through the pages. Tottenham Hotspur, horse racing, Daphne du Maurier's writings, and the television series Game of Thrones were among her favorite pastimes. Glynn explains, if she was passionate about anything, she would fight tooth and nail for it. Once she got going, it was like a stream of consciousness. When I read the book, I can hear her voice. However, as I often tell the youngsters, the worst is already over. No more deaths for her, Christian Glynn. Hughes amassed an enormous fan base, but her work with this Sunday newspaper dates back to the early 2000s, when she helped put up the sports sections. Glynn has just returned from the Cheltenham races, a tradition for the pair that dates back to their first date. In his own words, I had fun but I knew it would be different. A lot of things I'd have done with Sarah are still on my to-do list. I know they won't ever be the same again. It didn't matter if it was just the two of us or if we met up with friends, we always had a terrific time in Cheltenham. Through their shared love of sport, 
Glenn and Hughes first met while living in London. But their adult roles as financial investigators and due diligence specialists soon brought them to New York City, where Hughes began her career as a freelance writer. Even after they had a family, they still prioritized traveling. One of our main concerns was the holiday season. I took the kids to Berlin for half-term last year. Sarah would have known exactly where to go if she had been present. Her desire for life and education was so strong, he says. She showed up with a stack of Dostoevsky, all the Russian classics, on our honeymoon in Russia. She was never without a book. Glynn believes Hughes would have tried her hand at historical fiction if she had lived. There would have been billowing cloaks, he says with a chuckle. He promises that he and the kids will carry on doing the things that Hughes cherished. In the end, you get up and go on, but you don't forget. Though I've heard it will be difficult to celebrate our one-year wedding anniversary next month, the truth is that it's difficult every day of the year. However, as I often tell the youngsters, the worst is already over. No more deaths for her. Glynn believes that the publication of Hughes' book was critical, not just because she desired it but also because he believed it would benefit others. Because of the responses to her articles in The Observer, I was aware of the potential benefit to others. Glynn claims that Hughes' vital energy is evident in the book's published form. Also, she is shown with her scars and all, in the form of an honest look at the scars and indentations her injuries and surgeries have left on her body. During the Euro 96 celebrations in Edinburgh, she fell on the cobblestones and hit her head on a lamppost. A mastectomy and cesarean sections followed. She calls her skin a living map of all that I have lived through in her essay. There was a lot of misadventure in Hughes's life, from her journalism to her body to her book. Despite the fact that she accomplished and felt more than enough in her existence, it does not make her death any less tragic. Will Smith received his first Academy Award for saying, Keep my wife's name out of your effing mouth, after a violent altercation that was sanitized in the United States. It was an Oscars first when Will Smith stormed the stage and smacked presenter Chris Rock after the comedian made a joke about Smith's wife, Jada Pinkett Smith, during his acceptance speech, video below. In 2022, as Rock was presenting Best Documentary, things took a turn for the worst. Apparently in reference to Pinkett Smith's shaved head, Rock joked about her getting ready to film a sequel to G.I. Jane. Her hair loss due to alopecia has been openly discussed. He exclaimed, I love ya, Jada, to his girlfriend. I can't wait to watch G.I. Jane too. Yes, that's okay. Smith chuckled, but he appeared a little self-conscious. Pinkett Smith gave Rock a sour look as she rolled her eyes. That one was good. Rock begged the crowd to let him know that they didn't like it. Smith stormed on stage and struck Rock in the face, leaving him speechless. What happened next wasn't shown in the United States because it was deemed inappropriate by the government, although it was. Rock watched in awe as Smith walked back to his seat and said, Wow, wow. A slap from Will Smith really about knocked me off my feet. What are you doing with my wife's name? In his seat once again, Smith let out a scream. A G.I. Jane reference? Wow dude, Rock exclaimed, prompting Smith to repeat his demand. Afterward, Rock paused and said, that was, the greatest night in television history before continuing on with his presentation. Must read. Sean Penn vows to smelt Oscars if Zelensky isn't invited on awards show. In response to a poor tip, Hayden Panettiere got into a hotel fight. Bella Thorne says people call her controversial just because she's a woman. The next commercial break, 
Smith was comforted by Denzel Washington and Tyler Perry who encouraged him to put it behind him. As he sat back down with Pinkett Smith, Smith looked to wipe tears from his eyes. Next up came Sean Combs, who addressed the moment by stating, I didn't realize that this year was going to be the most thrilling Oscars ever. At the gold party, Will and Chris and I are going to work everything out together. But for the time being, let's move forward in love, everyone, make some noise. This might have been the end of it. Then, in a stunning turn of events, Smith retook the stage after winning the Oscar for Best Actor for his role in King Richard. Initially, many wondered whether the encounter between Smith and Rock was a hoax, but Smith utilized his time on stage to apologize for his conduct. In a statement, Smith stated, Richard Williams was a tireless advocate for his family. When it comes to what God has called me to do and be in this world, I'm a little overwhelmed right now. Anjanou Ellis is one of the most resilient and vulnerable persons I've ever encountered, and I had the privilege of guarding her while making this video. Saniya and Demi, the actors who portray Venus and Serena, are under my care. I'm being asked to love individuals in my life. As well as to safeguard others and serve as a river for my people. We have to be able to accept abuse in order to perform what we do, and I know that, Smith said, wiping away tears. Make sure you're able to get others talking hysterically about you. In order to succeed in this industry, you must be able to deal with others insulting you and pretending that it's fine. At your brightest moment, be careful, that's when the devil comes for you, Denzel told me only a few minutes ago. I aspire to serve as a conduit for love. My heartfelt gratitude goes out to the whole Williams family, Venus, Serena, and the rest of the family. I aspire to be a representative of that type of affection and consideration. His apology to the Academy and his fellow candidates included the following statement, I want to apologize to everyone. I'm not sobbing because I just won an award, this is a great moment. What matters most to me is being able to throw a lot of light on all the individuals involved with King Richard, Venus, and Serena, and the Williams family. Art imitates reality. I look like Richard Williams' insane father, just as they claimed. Love, on the other hand, will drive you insane. The Academy issued a statement on Twitter after the awards event stating that it does not condone violence of any type and that the night is meant to honor the winners who deserve this moment of recognition from their peers and cinema fans across the world. When Rock appeared on stage at the Oscars last night, he made a joke about Pinkett Smith. Jada says she's not coming, Rock jokingly remarked as he hosted the event in 2016. Protesting. As if she were on a reality show, I thought, what Jada is doing is like me boycotting Rihanna's underwear, and I can't stand it. My invitation wasn't accepted. What a wonderful opportunity that is. It was later said that the jokes came with the territory by Pinkett Smith. As a result of this, Pinkett Smith publicly shaved her head last year. I can only chuckle at this point, the actress remarked on her Instagram account. You all know that I'm dealing with alopecia. It just sprung out out of nowhere, without warning or explanation. It's going to be more harder for me to conceal this now. Just to make sure no one asks any questions, I've decided to share this information with you. So no one believes she had brain surgery, mama will have to go all the way down to the scalp. This baldness and I will always be pals. When someone made a joke about his marriage on Sunday night, Smith laughed it off. She brought Bradley Cooper, Simu Liu, and Timothy Chalamet on stage as part of a joke about her being single, but when it became clear that they were guys she was interested in dating, she pretended that they needed to retake their COVID-19 exams. 
It appears that Jada Smith has given her okay to Hall's inclusion of Will Smith on the list despite the fact that he and Hall are married. Smith, on the other hand, politely declined her invitation and remained seated. By saying, hope the Academy welcomes me back. Smith ended his time on the Oscars stage with a smile.